1: Wellness 47. is Wellness Radio, 1570, KDIZ the Golden Valley, a service of <laughs> Salem Media
2: Group. Sure
3: With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Billionaire, philanthropist, and conservative donor David Koch has died. Brother Charles Koch made the announcement that his 79-year-old brother had finally succumbed to the prostate cancer with which he was diagnosed 27 years ago. Koch's passing comes a year after he stepped down from Koch Industries. Last summer, the illness also forced Koch to step away from a number of business and political activities. That includes the Koch Industries subsidiary, Koch Chemical Technology, and the Americans for Prosperity Foundation. The charity which embraces the Koch brothers' political views is widely seen as among the country's most influential conservative groups. Bob Agnew reporting. President Trump's top economic advisor says American workers may see a tax cut in the coming year. Larry Kudlow saying that it will not come right away and that perhaps next year, if it is
4: enacted. Wall Street, the Dow, down 120 points. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Common Ground Broadcasting radio stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem, TC. From time to time, Salem, TC will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents, and winner is responsible for any and all taxes. For a list of full contest rules, see this station's website for details. The Friday edition of Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black is next. And if you head over to com, you'll find all the information on your favorite programs. Plus, you can just listen live through the website, find podcasts of programs you might have missed. Plus, you can become a member of the Wellness Fan Club. A few perks that go along with that as well. Nice uh, day today. We'll see partly cloudy skies and a high around 78. Same thing for tomorrow, then maybe some showers on
0: Sunday. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
3: The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man-hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing. But Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps.
4: Join us and bring your family. Join us at Calvary Lutheran Church in Golden Valley, September 27th and 28th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com.
1: If you have any electrical problems, why not give Early Bird a call? 612 The Bird. Early Bird Electric is the only electrician with the four guarantees. Let's check out guarantee number three. Early Bird guarantees quality work. Backed by our lifetime craftsmanship warranty. First time customers call now to get a free service call. That's a $79 value. 612. The Bird. The Bird is the word. Early Bird Electric. 612. The Bird.
6: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio Radio. Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And today, we're going to broach a difficult subject today. Uh, We're going to talk about something that some of you aren't going to like. And the words called hypocrite. The world's called hypocrite. And the question is, are you a hypocrite? And ladies and gentlemen, we live in a time... Uh, where we're supposed to do as we're told, not as we see others do. You know, I was grown up, I was raised uh, in a family of hypocrites. I mean, my dad used to say the hypocrites line, you know, uh, do as I say, not as I do. My dad could do all kinds of other things. And then he would tell us not to do this and not to do that. And he was father, so uh, he could do whatever he wanted. It wasn't my place to tell him what he could or couldn't do. It was not my place to uh, challenge him on the credence of his congruency. Uh, it was my job to honor my mother and my father. It was my job to uh, stay alive. It was my job to do everything I could to to get through the day without being beaten. And so, you know, I grew up in a family, a home uh, of hypocrites. But I'm going to tell you right now, today we're going to talk about this word called hypocrite because there are a lot of us out there, and, and by the way, you notice know, so I said there's a lot of us out there, uh, and let's be honest, every single person is a hypocrite to some degree in some area. Now, most people are hypocrites in all areas and to a great degree, uh, and my goal in life, one of my goals in life, is to every day be a little bit less of a hypocrite today than I was yesterday, be a little bit less of a hypocrite tomorrow than I am today, You know, um, I want to be treated nice and kind and with love, and yet there are times when I could treat people different than that. And so that would make me a hypocrite. I want to be treated with love and with compassion and with kindness, and yet then I uh, should be willing to treat other people that way. See, so there's a word that's opposite of hypocrite, and that would be more a congruent integrity. So either one of those two words, you have integrity or you have congruent. But I want to share with you some words of prose. Uh, This is called the Hypocrisy Poem by Saeed uh, Abu, Abu Bakr. So Saeed Abu Bakr, Hypocrisy. You say that you love rain, but when it starts raining, you raise your umbrella over your head. You say you love the sun, but when it spreads its rays, you start looking for shade. You say that you love storm, but when it starts blowing, closing doors and windows, you alone get seated. You say that you love man, but when a poor man comes at your door in danger, in anger and in scorn, your face turns red. You say you love revolution, but when revolution knocks at your door, you fall asleep fast on your bed. Oh my love, in that way do you say to me, I love you each day. And that's where we got to figure out this thing called hypocrisy. You know, are you a person of your word? Does your word have any value? And I came across this um, October 5th, 1984, 35 years ago. Stunning that the 84 was 35 years ago. It says, In Praise of Hypocrisy by William Raspberry. It says, maybe it started with primal scream therapy or the generalized notion. If it feels good, do it. As with most significant trends, it had overtaken us before we even knew it was there. I first noticed it around the time of Open Marriage, A New Lifestyle for Couples, the 1972 blockbuster by Nina and George O'Neill. And although she later recanted the marriage premise in 1977, the damage had been done. It was, it occurred to me, the beginning of the end of what that most underappreciated virtue is: hypocrisy. The attractive theory behind what was happening was that one should not feel guilty for doing what one really wanted to do. It seemed almost biblical in its contention that the wanting to do it was the critical thing. Lust in the heart, you know. Indeed, not doing what you wanted to do was nothing more than unhealthy repression, a sort of desirous interruptus. But if the theory was attractive, the practice has been devastating. We're still paying the price for our loss of hypocrisy in everything from family breakup to drug abuse to adolescent pregnancy. What you ask has hypocrisy to do with it? Just this. The let it all hang out amorality that crashed in upon us in the 1970s accepts no standard, no morality, no code of behavior outside the mind of those engaging in the behavior. The idea is that it's okay to do anything that crosses your mind so long as you don't hurt anybody else doing it. Hypocrisy recognizes that the erosion of standards hurts everybody. It accepts the sanctity of societal standards even while violating them. It says, what I'm doing is wrong, and therefore I must not be found out. La Roche Fakuld said it 300 years ago. La Ro- uh, that's interesting. La Roche Fakuld. I don't know if I'm saying that right, said it 300 years ago. Hypocrisy is the homage that vice pays to virtue. People aren't less virtuous now than they were before the decline of hypocrisy, but the behavior is. The problem is that being wicked takes a lot worse behavior than it used to be. Marital infidelity, which used to be thought of correctly as cheating, is now considered normal or perhaps even healthy. Screaming your silly lungs out, which used to be an embarrassing show of weakness, has now transformed into therapy. Does anyone still believe we're better off for this new, quote, freedom? Think of standards as an electrified fence that describes the limits of acceptable behavior. We are constantly tempted to cross the fence, and all of us, at one time or another, yield to the temptation. But the violation both thrills us and shocks us into return to the confines of the fence. The deadly revolution came when instead of shying away from the fence, we simply moved it back to accommodate our actual behavior. And since human beings are forever inclined to test the limits, we kept moving the fence. I mean, what is so terrible about doing a little dope when nearly everybody is doing a little dope? What is the harm of cheating, whether on one's taxes or on one's spouse, when everybody else is cheating? What's the point of teaching kids that adolescent sex is wrong rather than merely pragmatically risky when the statistical evidence is that most kids are doing it? Quote, The field of acceptable behavior has been expanded to the point where nearly anything goes and nothing thrills. That is a great line. The field of acceptable behavior has been extended to the point where nearly anything goes and nothing thrills. Hypocrisy recognizes the importance of keeping the fence in place and thus keeps even its wicked thrills within reasonable limits. Normative rules which describe acceptable behavior in terms of what we actually do have put us on a slippery slope to moral chaos, from which neither pious preachments nor appeals to pragmatism can save us. Our only hope is a resurrection that most malign virtue, hypocrisy. Now that's an interesting article. It was written 35 years ago and so true. I mean, look at the hypocrisy in our world today is critical. And why does this matter? Because people are watching. We're little meaning makers. Our kids are watching. Uh, our, our grandkids are watching. Young people are watching. And what are we watching dictates the message. I mean, look at this. You see this whole thing with Covington Catholic High School, where students uh, were smeared all over the mainstream media, and they were lied about. There was these Kentucky students, high school students from a Catholic school that were at this March for Life. And at the same time, they had an indigenous group of Native Americans that were protesting Native American Day. And so, uh, uh, I mean, these, these protesters from the Native Americans and from the Hebrew Black Society, I don't remember what it's called... But we're really taunting these kids. But the camera never picked up on that. What happened was after the taunting had begun and the two groups were co-mingled, then all of a sudden the, viral, the video starts recording and it, and it shows these kids and it says they're doing all these bad stuff. The problem was they had a lot of bad stuff doing to them. They weren't doing what they were accused to do. But you couldn't find it till later, till you saw the whole video. And now that school actually shut down today uh, because of all the death threats, right? It's just like all these people who uh, hate Donald Trump because he hates, and so they're gonna destroy him, they're gonna rape his wife, they're gonna burn down the White House. And so today we're gonna talk about this term called hypocrisy. We're going deep, we're going real, and the truth will set you free, but first, it might make you
1: miserable. Like Like It Matters Leadership Awakening changes lives. Listen to this fireman's comments as he compares other training to leadership awakening.
0: It's like no other. You know, people say that you're crazy for running into a burning building, but you know the one thing they have in common is adrenaline. You know, from from go when Mr. V opened those doors and said, "You may enter." It was it was nonstop adrenaline, but it's unlike anything I've ever done. It's pushed me in ways that I never thought I could be pushed.
1: Like it matters. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
7: Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model and it's about respect for officials opponents the rules and each other the result it transcends sports it gives us hope for the future high school sports there's so much more than just a game This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
1: Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees.
0: Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results, and myself included.
1: Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through the 5th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio Radio. Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we are asking the question, hypocrite. Because there's a question mark there, a hypocrite. You know, uh, uh, we're all hypocrites to a degree. A hypocrite is someone that says one thing and does something a little bit but different. Let me actually define it for you. This is out of the dictionary. This is dictionary.com. Hypocrisy. The practice of claiming to have uh, moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. Pretense. Pretending. The practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. I had a gentleman in my class uh, two weeks ago. One from my good clients, uh, um Hellas Construction. and uh executive there. Uh, he's an atheist, a non-believer. The guy had such a good heart. He, uh, and he said one time to me, he said, you know, I believe that someone can uh, work to be a good person and want good for people and not believe in God. And I said, I have to absolutely agree with you. Uh, he had dealt with a lot of, uh, bitter, mean, nasty people who called themselves quote Christians. Uh, and I had to agree with him. I told him there's a lot of, uh, people call themselves Christians that are mean and nasty. And I had to say to him, you know, heaven's not for good people. Heaven's for forgiven people, uh, for redeemed people. Uh, There's going to be a lot what the world calls good people in hell, and there's going to be a lot what the world calls bad people in heaven, because it has nothing to do with good or bad. It has to do with forgiveness. It has to do with redeemed. It has to do with the the blood of Jesus Christ, so uh, a hypocrite is someone that has a practice of claiming to have one moral standard or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. And by the way, of course, it's easy to say, you know, Christians, my dad uh, would never step into church, he said, because there's too many hypocrites in church. Well, there's hypocrites everywhere. Every single human being is a hypocrite to a degree. I'm a hypocrite to a degree. And my goal in life, knowing that, One of my goals is to be a little bit less of a hypocrite every single day, a little bit less of a hypocrite today than I was yesterday, a little bit less of a hypocrite tomorrow than today. It doesn't condone it, it doesn't make it okay, it's just a sad reality. And today I'm going to talk about a couple of things that we can deal with this. But we can deal with this. It doesn't have to be the way it is, you know. So a hypocrite is a person who puts on a false appearance of virtue or religion, a person who acts in contradiction to his or her stated beliefs or feelings. It's like this thing with this Covington Catholic High School. Uh, This is an article I got from Tard Star and said, The young men at Covington Catholic High School have been subjected to nothing short of political inquisition because of their faith the color of their skin, and their devotion to making America great again, and they are owed an apology. What CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and National View, among others, did to these teenage boys is simply outrageous. The boys had been in Washington to participate in Friday's March for Life. Later in the day, they assembled outside the Lincoln Memorial to wait for school buses, and that's where the trouble started. According to the mainstream media, the boys surrounded and terrorized Native American activist Nathan Phillips. This is a 50-year-old man, 40-some-year-old man, a video clip showing what the media described as a teenage boy wearing a Make America Great Again hat, blocked Phillips and staring him down. It was getting ugly, and I was thinking, I've got to find myself an exit out of the situation and finish my song at the Lincoln Memorial. Phillips, who is a Native American protester, said, this guy in his 50s, he said, I started going that way, and that that guy in the hat stood in my way. And we were at an impasse. He just blocked my way and wouldn't allow me to retreat. Phillips told the Detroit Free Press that he had uh, seen the white Catholic students, you know, the white Catholic students attacking these four black individuals. Wow, that's oh, who's not gonna come to the rescue, right? There was that moment when I realized I put myself between beast and prey, he told the newspaper. These young men were beastly, and these old black black individuals was their prey. And I stood in between them, and so they needed their pounds of flesh, and they were looking at me for that. Of course, it was all untrue. That did not stop the mainstream media. That guy was an instigator. He was calling names on those kids. The black, those black Hebrews, oh my gosh, were using profanity. They were using pejoratives. They were talking about gay people. They were making some harsh swear words, epitaphs, brutal. That anybody that's homosexual, LGBTQ, would have, I mean, been outraged by what those four black people were saying. You gotta get this. It was all made up. Boys in a Make America Great Again hats mob native elder indigenous people's march. That's what the New York Times said. The Catholic Church's shameful history of Native American abuses, the Washington Post declared. Even conservative outlets like National Review turned on the Catholic boys without bothering to check their facts. And now the whole thing was made up. If you look at the whole video, the the, the high school kids were taunted. These are high school kids. What happened to high school kids like in Parkland that you don't attack them, that you don't say bad things even when you don't agree with them, even when they're telling you names and all that? You don't, you, uh, high school kids are off limits, right? Except if they're not the right color, except if they believe in the greatness of America, except if they follow Jesus Christ. I mean, you got to see what's going on out there. Why does this matter? I still remember. It is the standard that we set that, uh, that sets the standard for people's behavior. I remember years ago when George W. Bush was president. Um, um, I'm from Nevada. That's my home base. I was a, went to, I was a cheerleader for UNLV, for the Running Rebels. I grew up in Las Vegas. actually grew up in Henderson. And so that's my old stomping ground. Uh, and, uh, boy, I, I, I've, I've seen and heard some, uh, some interesting things in Las Vegas. And uh, uh, stunning how sometimes people can say one thing and do another thing. People can say one thing and do another thing. Uh, and I, I dealt with it all the time in Vegas. We had a lot of you know people in Vegas who who had certain moral values but yet would then find themselves out at strip clubs and do whatever they want to do, right? But being from Las Vegas and being from that area, I remember Harry Reid was my senator. And Harry Reid went to a high school. Uh, I don't remember what It was George Bush's time. And in a high school, uh, an auditorium, uh, um, uh, what do they call them, the pep rallies, uh, he gave a speech, and he called our president stupid, uh, called idiot. I'd never heard that before, that elected official would call the president of the United States in a public forum stupid, idiot, dumb, and that's where it started. Now we call our our, our people everything, and why does this matter? Because people are watching us. You know, leadership is a loop. It's permission, it's example, it's culture. And we need to be living what we want other people to do. See, you got to realize the leadership loop. Permission. We give people permission through our actions. And look at all the hypocrisy. The perfect example is this women's march. Look at this women's march. What are they marching for? Well, it's really about anti-Trump. But they say they're marching for freedom for all women, for freedom for this, for freedom for that. And yet look at the groups. Look at the women's march. They're so connected to Farrakhan who hates Jews, who hates white people, who, i Louis Farrakhan is all about hatred. And yet the women's march is supposed to be combating hatred, specifically towards women. And yet they canceled the women's march in Washington. Why? Because there was too many white women. Okay, so I thought the women's march was about women. No, it's about women of color. Women who can claim a disadvantage. It's about women who don't buy into America being great. It's about women who think that to all white people are evil. It's about women. I mean, this is where we get the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy where we say one thing. And again, what is the term hypocrisy? The practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. I mean, look at this whole resistance movement. Whole resistance movement is about hating one man, Donald Trump. Why does this matter? Because he was lambasted at the end of the, uh, before the election, at the end of the uh, campaign, because he was asked one question on one of the debates. And the question was this, will you honor the outcome of the election? And when he said, well, it depends if it's fair, I mean, the whole world went crazy. They went loop-de-loop. And it was like, well, all people. I mean, that is one of the foundations of our democracy, that, that we have elections and, and power is transferred peaceably. Well, now here we got, we're over two years into an election, the election's over, and they're still wanting to destroy this guy. Whether you like the guy or not, he was duly elected. He was elected. We elected him. And now we have people in uh, around that want to overthrow an election, that want to trash him, want to destroy him, want to use any means possible. Don't you see the hypocrisy? Why does this matter? Because this is the standard. This is the standard. And now we get all this white privilege, so now black people are being told to hate white people. So what's the difference if, if white people are told to hate black people, and that's wrong, then why would white uh, black people be taught to hate white people? Why would that be any righter? Don't you see the hypocrisy? And why does this matter? Because kids are watching. People are watching. Remember, leadership's a loop. It's permission. It's example. It's culture. We give people permission through our actions. And so as our kids watch the news, as our kids are on Twitter, on Facebook, and they see all the hatred, all the bitterness, all the people taking sides, all the people that will win at any cost and destroy at any cost. See, as long as you hate a hater, then you can be as vile, as mean, as nasty as you want. Here's the problem. What happens when the hater goes away? The hatred doesn't go away. It's still there. And so we give people permission through what we do. And the question is, what kind of permission are you giving people? Are you giving people to be forgiving? Are you giving permission to be loving, to be caring? What kind of permission are you giving them? And then we're called to be an example. A picture's worth a thousand words. An example. So you figure the typical person speaks at 120 to 140 words per minute. I can get to 180. So one picture is the equivalent of six to eight minutes of nonstop dialogue. So, this permission is an example in the C because you got to flex your pecs, is culture. It's what we're programmed into. And this is what you got to get. We are being programmed into hypocrisy. We are being programmed into hate. We are being programmed into being bitter and angry and resentful. Why? Because angry people vote. And so what I'm telling you today, what we're talking about today is ladies and gentlemen, we gotta start standing up and being who we're supposed to be, not who the world tells us to be, not watch what everybody else is doing, but we gotta start being the standard. We gotta start being the one who says, you know what? I don't care what the rest of the country's doing, I don't care what the rest of the world's doing, and we need to be congruent. And congruent is like integrity. It's the opposite of hypocrite. And today the question is hypocrite or can I suggest congruent? A like it matters radio
8: What can you do in 40 What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life Like it matters leadership awakening Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare leadership awakening to other training he's received
9: You focus on the individual I think you kind of answered the why question Whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice.
8: 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through 5th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
4: For 30 years, the healthcare insurers have had it wrong. We don't need to manage our healthcare, we need to manage the finance of our healthcare. Sustainable healthcare what is it? How do we attain it? And what changes are needed? What does this mean for doctors, healthcare insurers, pharmaceutical companies, and most importantly, you, the patient? If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, or can you change the system to keep your doctor in practice? These and a host of other questions will be addressed by Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, and his program, Sustainable Healthcare, on Wellness 1570, Saturday afternoons at 2. Dr. Trobiani brings his 30 years of medical practice and many years of uncovering problems in the healthcare industry and offering solutions on restructuring healthcare financing. ...through free enterprise. Tune in Saturdays at 2 on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, Wellness 1570... ...and listen to Dr. Trobiani's insights into providing prescriptions... ...to what ails the healthcare industry. Saturdays at 2 on Wellness 1570.
8: What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Hear what this human resource manager says about the impact of Leadership Awakening on her life.
1: With uh, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening... It changed my culture to say, OK, I have to set the example. I know I am the manager, but sometimes I have failed up until now to really deliver my word. So those things changed the very first day I came back. It is just absolutely fascinating. So of course, they are looking at me like, what happened to you? And on a personal point of view, so many things have happened since I got home. It's almost a miracle. It's not almost. It is a miracle.
8: 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change your life. Go to LikeItMatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through the 5th. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're getting real. We're going deep. And I'm posing the question, hypocrite. It seems like we've become a world of hypocrites. And by the way, it does not matter what everybody else in the world is doing. It does not matter uh, what your brother's doing, your sister's doing. It does not matter what the guy in the cubicle next to you is doing. What matters is what are you doing. We all have to be held accountable. And whether you're talking about Rosa Parks or Martin Luther King Jr., I mean, there are people that say, you know what, I don't care what the rest of the world says, this isn't acceptable. A lot of you love Colin Kaepernick because you say, oh, he's doing something different. He's doing, nobody else likes it, or a majority of people don't like it, think it's wrong, but you guys will defend him. And yet, some of you, that same people that defend the Colin Kaepernick's world, won't defend someone out there doing what they believe is right just because you disagree with it. And so we got to realize where in our lives are we hypocrites? Because if we're being a hypocrite, we're giving other people permission to do the same. The hypocrisy is mind-boggling. We live in a media that is totally hi- hypocritical. Because all they want to do is destroy Donald Trump. And it's very clear. And we just got to be honest about it. This was uh, from Democratic leader Caution's ex-Starbucks CEO against independent White House bid report this week that the one-time CEO of coffee titan Starbucks, Howard Schultz, is weighing an independent bid for the presidency, brought, brought a two-word reaction from the Democratic chairwoman in Washington State. Please don't. This is her quote. Too much is at stake to make this about the ambitions of any one person, said Democratic Party chairwoman Tina Pododowski in a statement this week. And she urged him not to put personal ambition ahead of national interest. So this is her quote. Just listen. The 2020 race for president has to be about relegating Donald Trump to the dustbin of history and reclaiming the Oval Office for our people and our future, the statement read. Well, for 40% of us in this country, we believe we actually did that this last election. We reclaimed the Oval Office for our people. We're attacking the dark state. We're attacking the lying media. Look at the fake news. They are now realizing that this whole thing uh that was going on with this, uh the... uh um, the Covington School and the whole Twitter post about that interaction with uh, uh, the uh, Native American guy was all in a fake account. Twitter just shut them down. And Twitter realized now that something weird's going on. This is actually a fake account. This is from foreigners. And they're sowing disinformation. They're sowing hatred. There's an entire, the Russians wanted to turn people against each other. And two and a half years of a fake um, look into collusion, which isn't even a crime. Two and a half years of wanting to destroy the man out of the White House. I mean, even last weekend, this huge article coming out from BuzzFeed about Donald Trump forced Cohen to lie. And, uh, I mean, CNN and MSNBC used the word impeach 300 times. Later that day, Robert Mueller, who's not a fan of Donald Trump, had to come out and say the whole thing's a lie. It's not true. He had to speak out because um, two of our news stations were already condemning him to be impeached. And you sending this all over the world, saying all over the Internet, reporting it all over in airports and everything. And the whole thing was a lie. And that's where the fake news comes in, just like this fake Twitter account. Why does all this matter? This is not political. This is the world we live in. People are watching us. People, kids are watching us. Other people are watching us. And you get all these groups out there just hateful. You got, there's a lot of people out there marching this thing called Antifa, Antifascist. Here's the thing they're, what they're doing is fascist. They're beating people up. They're wearing dark masks. They're burning down stuff. They're attacking people who think differently. Isn't that what a fascist does? You control speech. You beat up people who think different. You take away their stuff. You use intimidation and fear to attack. Isn't that what fascists do? And yet here's a group called Antifa. And you got to realize why this matters so much because this is the, the, the course of the day. It's now okay to be a hypocrite. It's now promoted. It's now recommended. Why? Because everybody else is a hypocrite. My dad would say I'd never go to a church uh, because there's a bunch of hypocrites in church. And I remember somebody said one time, wow, well, at least uh, if you're standing in front of God, that hypocrite who goes to church on a regular basis is going to stand closer to God than you are. And so we want to be careful that our words and our actions match, that we don't allow other people to dictate who we are. There's going to be mean, nasty people. There's going to be bitter people out there. There's going to be people that do mean stuff, that do nasty stuff. And we're not supposed to act the same way. We're supposed to act different. That's why some of you hate religion and you hate when I talk about God or hate when anybody else talks about God. But I'm telling you right now, I've got permission from a higher authority. I got permission to act a certain way. Because I was given an example. I was given an example by someone who walked this planet. And he gave me a picture. And then he showed me a culture. And cultures like soil, everything comes from the culture. And he inspired a book to be read, to be written. it's called the Bible. And there's something called the Sermon on the Mouth in Matthew 5 through 7. It has the Beatitudes. It is basically uh, Jesus' whole ministry laid down and here's what he said this is the culture that he created it says in matthew 5:33 it says again you have heard it said uh, that it was said to those of old you shall not swear falsely but shall perform to the lord what you have sworn but i say to you do not take an oath at all either by heaven for it is the throne of god or by earth for it is a footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Now here's retaliation. This is verse 38. You have heard it uh, that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Listen carefully. This is verse 43. You've heard it said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44, but I say to you, but, but negates what came before, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. See, that's why it matters. What is your standard? And where do you get that standard? I'm going to tell you right now, if you're getting that standard from this world, it's different. We just celebrated yesterday Martin Luther King's birthday. I love Dr. King. Looking forward to meet Dr. King. His famous speech, I have a dream. I have a dream. And the line that my students hear every single class I do, I have a dream that one day my four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. And that is one of the most famous speeches ever given. And if you want to read why he had a dream, read the whole thing. I've shared it on on the radio, and I'll do it again this year during Black History Month in a couple weeks. He had a dream because he knew the God of the Bible. He had a dream because he walked with Jesus Christ. If you read that speech, he's quoting scripture all throughout that. If you read that speech, he's talking about the hope, the dream that he has that someday, one day, one, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He has a dream that one day every every knee will bow to the one name under heaven, under earth, that all men must call on to be saved. That was his dream. That's why Dr. King was stirred up. And Dr. King in the, in the civil rights movement, man, what an incredible man. What a great man. I'm looking forward to meeting him. A good man, a great man. I loved Jesus. loved the Lord. He was a conservative. Ask Coretta King, Coretta Scott King. He was a conservative. He'd vote Republican. I hate to tell some of you that, but he would. He believed in, in the Bible. He believed in the freedoms that were promised in the, in, in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. He believed uh, in this great country could be better. He believed uh, that the, 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 the America that he fought for, he, he died in, was one of the greatest countries around. And if you even look at his name, Dr. Martin Luther King, that's not his true name on a certificate. Look it up. He was born Michael King Jr. And then his dad, Michael King Sr., went to Germany. He went to Germany. And what he did is he was studying the Reformation. And he studied how Luther, in a peaceful way, took on the most powerful government in the world, which was the Catholic Church, with his 95 treaties that he posted uh, on, the, on the, the church door. And he challenged it peacefully. And Dr. King's dad, Michael King Sr., went to Germany to study Luther. And when he came back, he was so moved by what Luther did peacefully that he renamed his son. And his son became Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther. Isn't that incredible? He added that because it was Michael King before. And that set in. And not only did Martin Luther King Jr. learn a lot, from Martin Luther, We learned a lot from studying scripture, and he learned a lot about what a hypocrite looks like, sounds like, feels like, and so we don't want to be hypocrites. Remember, a hypocrite is a practice of claiming to have one moral standard or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform, and we're all hypocrites to agree, but what we want to do is we want to have integrity. We want a yes to be yes and our no to be no. We want to uh, be congruent, and what that means is similar Or to be in agreement with something. So the two things can both exist or can be combined without problems. That's what we want to be in our life. We want to congruent. Because incongruent is like this. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control. And I think I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incongruent. That's being a hypocrite. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're posing the question Hypocrite?
9: Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at MrBlack at LikeItMattersRadio.com in the subject line, Put Posse. Again, that's Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Join our Posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at MrBlack at LikeItMattersRadio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Give me
6: 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like
4: It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the
0: next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule.
2: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information Anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
1: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. If you missed any of this radio show, because it's real, we need to have this conversation. Part of the love about what I do is sometimes it's just about having a conversation. Because things that should be talked about aren't talked about, In some of those things that we shouldn't really have to say that or we really shouldn't have that conversation, if people did have those conversations, this world will be a lot better off. And so if you're missing this show, please listen to its entirety. It's an important point about the world of being a bunch of hypocrites and how we can stand out when we're actually congruent, when we don't buy into the hate, we don't buy into the lie, we don't buy into the fake news, we don't buy into the bitterness or the resentment that's being fed out there as normal, as justifiable, as okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not what a good book says. It's not what Dr. Martin Luther King says. Dr. King says we're supposed to be judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. And yet today, that's all that matters. All that matters is the color of your skin. Uh, if you're black and some white person does something to you, the sole reason it happened is because you're white. I mean, it's because you're black. Uh, if you're a homosexual and something bad happens to you, it's solely because you're homosexual. If, I mean, we become a victim society. And what we got to do is start standing up and speaking out in love, so loving on people, being that person. Quit being hypocrites. Quit holding other people to a standard uh, that we're not going to maintain ourselves. It's great if you're going to maintain that same standard for yourself, someone like Jesus Christ did. But if you're not, then quit holding other people to the same standard. That's when the Bible talks about you know, the plank in your eye. You know when The Bible talks about why are you so worried about the splinter in someone else's eye when you have a plank in your own? And what it's talking about is hypocrisy there. The whole point of that statement is that, you know, if you're so keen on this sin, if you're so keen on this evil, if you're so keen on this injustice in someone else, then why are you okay with it in yourself? That's what the good book, this is a truth, some truth therapy here. You got to face the truth. We're better than this. Ode to Hypocrisy by F.H. Giles. Blessed falsehood. Thou the graces life in all its myriad ways, That stays the tongue of witless truth and turns its sneers to praise. Amenity, Euphonius' name, we thank thee for the grace. Thou teachest us to show our kind when meeting face to face. Yet more we prize the privilege when once behind their back, ablistering blistering their self-conceit and putting fame to rack. The most of life that men enjoy is fashioned by thy hand. The noble rage of poesy by thee is softly fanned. Romance that sweeps the soul along above life's rocky road and thrilling ministrously our sleeves, our sheaves from seed that thou hast sowed. The sage who pens on deathless page the thoughts we love so well inspires from thee the trembling hopes his soul delights to tell. Religion's dreams of endless joy beyond the dreaded tomb. In myriad creeds and tongues were born from thy capacious womb. The bright ideas that shape man's life since first the world began are reflects of thy char- charming self upon the mind of man. Even now with all our boasted grasp of nature's boundless realm in all affairs of life and soul we give thee still the helm. We dare not trust ourselves alone upon truth's barren sand in calm or tempest still we cry, O oh, hold thou still my hand. Amen. See, ladies and gentlemen, we got to be careful. We don't want to be hypocrites. Why? Because our word should be our bond. Our word should be our value. And one of the ways that we can deal with this hypocrisy is the three perceptual positions. Remember, there's only three, three ways to see any situation. There's not a hundred ways to see it. It's either you see it from your own eyes, from self, Second position is seeing it from someone else's eyes, other. And third position is seeing it from an overview. Uh, it's, uh, it's, It's the detachment, not emotional involved. And those are the three ways we see things. And again, the ability to go into second position, the ability to have empathy, the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, the ability to get out of your own map of reality, get out of your own BS, and step into another person and see it from their perspective. It's only in second position can we truly have empathy. It's only in second position can we truly see when we're being a hypocrite. Because we want one thing, and yet we're not willing to do it ourselves. I remember I was reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. and I I used to run the insurance division for the largest independent stockbrokers firm in Nevada, Union Equity Partners. And so, uh, my, my partners wanted our insurance division to dress more professionally. And I was, re- uh, reading how to win friends and influence people. And I've been encouraging my team to, uh, dress more professionally. So one day my lead assistant came in and she was wearing a nice professional dress. She had acknowledged, uh, my, uh, uh my pleadings to her and she dressed professionally. So I told her that's a, 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 beautiful dress. Thank you for, for heeding my advice and dressing more professionally. She started crying. She went cathartic on me. I thought she was going to curl up in a fetal position uh, and just go cathartic. And so within a couple of months, I had to let her go. I, I avoided her at all costs. I had an emotional outburst. I just felt uncomfortable with it. And uh, I eventually had to part company with her. A year or two years later, I don't remember the time frame, we were at some running rebel function. And whenever we were at a Run and rebel function, UNLV with the running rebels, uh, there'd always be alcohol flowing. And so I go to this function, I run into Lynn, and she has a probably a good six pack in her, because she's loving me, and she wants to tell me everything. And so she told me about what happened that day of the event. She said she was living with some guy, uh, but she was before this guy, she was living with another guy. She went out with some friends, got separated from friends, met this other guy, hooked up with him, spent the night with him, and then the next day when her other boyfriend was at work, she went to his house, got all her stuff out of it, and then moved in this new home. And so that morning of said event, her and her new live-in boyfriend got in a knockdown, drag-off fight. Why? Because that dress that I complimented on was given to her by her previous boyfriend. And since this guy cheated with her on this last guy, he was jealous. And so now he thought because she was wearing a dress that he gave her that he now wanted to she now wanted to leave him and go back and sleep with the other guy. And so they got a knockdown drag out fight that day. What about the dress? And so it took her 30 minutes to stop crying all the way she drove into work. She sat in the parking garage to get the redness out of her eyes, put her makeup back on, get herself prepared for work. She comes into the door, and the first thing I say is nice dress. Now, I'd ask this question years later, did I make Lynn cry? And the answer is no. And let me prove to you why I did not make Lynn cry. There's only three things we can control. We control what we say. We can control the way we say it. But the third thing is really important. We control the underlying intent, our whole purpose for saying anything at all. As far as Lynn goes, what I said was accurate. She did dress professionally, so what I said was accurate. The way I said it was proper. You know, there's this uh, game show out there called Whose Line Is It Anyway? It's a comedic uh, game show. And there's a game on there called If You Know What I Mean. And whenever you put If You Know What I Mean on the end of anything, it sounds funny. It's a nice palm tree in your front yard, if you know what I mean. Hey, uh, you're supposed to be taming that dragon, if you know what I mean. Hey, those are nice uh, hill mounts there in your backyard, if you know what I mean. Whenever you say If You Know What I Mean, it sounds weird. So I didn't say, hey, Lynn, that's a nice dress, if you know what I mean. What I said, I said the way I said it was proper. And the underlying intent was pure. I wanted to build her up. I was reading the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. I wanted to re- reinforce that she responded to my inklings, to my suggestions. I wanted to build her up. I wanted to validate the book I was reading. So, what I said when I complimented Lynn on her dress was accurate. The way I said it was proper, and the underlying intent was pure. I did not make Lynn cry. And this is important because we live in a time uh, when emotional offense or woundedness often becomes a criterion for deciding if love has been shown. Think about this. If a person can claim to have been hurt by what you say, it is assumed by many that he did not act in love. In other words, love is not defined by the quality of the act and its motives, but by the subjective response of others. In this way of relating, the wounded one has absolute authority. If that person says you hurt them, then you cannot have acted lovingly. That's like the Women's March. That's like this Covington High School. That's like the Black Lives Matter thing. All that. If they can have some grievance against you, then you're evil, you're racist, you're this, you're that. And we got to get to a point where that's no longer the case. And that's why who you are matters. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. Who you are matters. We got to stand up. We got to know who we are. We got to know why we're here. And even if everybody else is lying, even if everybody else is abusing people, even if everybody else is doing one thing, we're called to be have integrity. We're called to be congruent with our mission, with our vision. And the one thing I love about a mission, not only does it put you on course, but it removes some things. It removes some things that says, I can't do that or I'd be a hypocrite. And one thing as leaders in today's world, one thing we want to be is we want to be congruent. We want to have integrity. We want to give people an example that they're not seeing other places. And today, if you're not a hypocrite, that stands out because we live in a world of hypocrites. And I'm calling you right now, leader, listener, you're better than that. Be who you're supposed to be, no matter what the world is doing. That's what you're called to do. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
5: I'm a trained lawyer. I went to law school. school. My name is Alan. I am a current student at the OTA office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a retired district court judge, and when I decided to retire, I'd always had an interest in financial markets. I had done quite a bit of research, read up on OTA a lot. I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. The actual class itself was more impressive than I even anticipated. I mean, after I attended that half-day class and um, fell in love with it after that. I was absolutely 100% sold. It's almost like a light bulb goes off. You start following your rules. You recognize the mistakes you shouldn't uh, make, and you stop making them. I feel like I've actually turned a corner. I'm actually on a great path. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. And I think a lot of people get scared away from the financial markets because they don't think they're smart enough and nothing could be further from the truth.
3: Call today for
9: a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com.
6: Hi, this is Scott Black, host
0: of